The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next on Life Today, Sheila Walsh spends Wednesdays in the Word talking with four ladies that love to see children rescued from devastating circumstances. And I said, listen, do you know where you're going tomorrow? And he said, yes, I'm going to Jacksonville. And I said, um, now you know that your sister, one of your sisters won't be with you. And he literally sat down next to me and he just started crying and weeping. And his head just came on my shoulder and the guidance counselor just started crying. And, and I just said, you know, we're going to do our best to get you back here with your sisters. Hi, I'm Sheila Walsh. Welcome to Wednesdays in the Word. When I graduated from seminary when I was 21, I decided that before going into ministry, I would take a year and I, would, I wanted some kind of practical hands-on. So I volunteered. I took a job as a house mother in a home for emotionally disturbed teenage boys. And here was my mindset. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to love these boys with the love of Jesus. Probably take a couple of nights before they repent, but they're all going to become Christians in no time. First morning, no exaggeration, first morning at breakfast, um, the house father put his hand down the table and one of the boys took his knife and stuck his hand at the table. And I began to realize, okay, the gospel looks a little different than I thought. And that's why these amazing women are here. We met in Washington, D.C., and I immediately thought, okay, I want to know these women because my life will be richer and your life will too. So let me introduce you. This is Diane Strack. And over here we have Lynette Zell. Here we have Stephanie White. And there we have Chrissy Haig. I'm going with Haig. I like Haig. Haig. Yeah, yeah. We, um, you know, we met up at breakfast in yeah, Washington. Washington. And honestly, here's the, the reality. I found myself praying that morning as I was flying up by myself. I'm usually with my husband, Barry, who is my best friend on the planet. Mm. But I found myself praying that morning, Lord, I'm kind of lonely for other women in my life. You know, I spend so much traveling and I'm, sometimes I just want a girl. My, my sister lives in Scotland. And, yeah. and then I sat down at breakfast and it was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> there they are. <laughs> it just felt like that. It was wonderful. And it Real felt was. like a God moment yes. to me because there's something about each one of you involved in different areas, but with the same passionate heart to live out the gospel and to not just talk about it, but you shared, we had a program where you shared a statistic that if every church in America took in one foster child, it, there would be no more problem. That's right. But I heard another statistic that is troubling. What happens when a child has outlived that system? How many of those happen? About 52 kids age out of the system every day. That's 19,000 a year, roughly. Wow. And they just need someone to come along and say, here's how you do life. Here's about, let me share with you about Jesus who loves you and has a plan for your life. And though you may come from a past of trauma, you may come from um, not ever having a home, let us do Christmas with you. Oh let us gosh. be grandparents to your future children. Let us show you how to have a relationship. Just back up to, here's how you have a godly relationship. Wow. And with your, I know you all have different websites, but if somebody was to go to your website, would they get an idea of how to do that? Yes. What that would look like? Right, right. Do you and provide so that kind of information? We do. Sendrelief.org. Sendrelief. Send. 
Org. Right, has that kind of information. But let me just give you another challenge. Okay. If you're in a small county and or you're in a small area and you're like, I want to take a step toward foster care. I don't know that God's calling me to be a foster parent. That scares me to death because we, mm. we all have these ideas that foster kids are scary. They're precious. Mm. They just want to be loved. They just want to be safe at night and know that they're going to get a meal mm -hmm. and that someone's in the stands for them, right? That's right. They just want to know that. And so just take a, just go to your local Department of Family and Children's Services. Just walk in and say hello and say, how can I help you? How can I support you as a social worker. My, I have a dear friend who's a social worker. She has four children at home. She's a single mother. She has 87 cases. That's not even 87 children. That's cases. So some may be three children for that one case. They need support. That's another way you can get involved in foster care. But just take one step toward obedience to gain out of your pew and serving. Wow. Wow. Okay. Let me ask, um, Christy, your, your work, you you do a lot of work in this country, but you also work overseas. I, I kind of have a thing that I think every single person who claims to be a believer, there should be something that we're doing apart from just living our own lives. Right. Did that journey begin um, the minute you became a Christian or is it something that has grown as you've seen the need? You know, so many people ask us, they say, so many kids are here, we need to help here. And our answer is always, it's not either or, it's both and. God's That's a right. big God. Yeah. And, and we're a large ministry and we can do both. And so I think growing up, um, the international part wasn't as, as, as big a part of my life. But then my brother became a missionary in Serbia, my niece. People started going out and we started traveling with them. And all of a sudden the world, you should go, I can do that. Right. You take your first show. I have friends that go, I could never. You know, we work in the bush in Africa. <laughs> we work all, I'm telling you, I just got stitches in Tanzania by a midwife. Stitches charged in me, Tanzania. There's she a charged me a dollar fifty. $1.50. I said, did you tip her? I mean, 20 bucks. I tipped her 20 bucks. Did it heal okay? Yeah. Looks nice. She Whoa. pulled out a big hook and I passed out and my husband <laughs> did. Yeah. But where was I going with that? Yeah. Anyway, um, I think different people started and, and we started going on these trips going, I can do that. Mm -hmm. And you see what, what you can do internationally and I love mm -hmm. what y'all are doing. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Oh, yes. love it. I, okay, let me tell you, mm -hmm. 10 years ago, 10 years ago, we had launched our international ministry. Mm -hmm. it used to be called Orphan's Heart. Now we're onemorechild.org. We're working in Guatemala. We have this malnutrition center for babies. They come in, and I was a biology major. You could teach the bones off these babies, emaciated. We got one little boy named Benito. He was seven years old, and he weighed 26 pounds. And I don't know if you know, but if you're a mama, you know, seven years old. And he was in my care. I was caring for him. And... Long story short, the, the child died. I will never forget him screaming. He was, it was horrible. I went, I went outside, I threw up for two hours. Wow. Threw up just, and, and I remember I was, I just threw my hands up in there. I said, I'm in. I kept telling the Lord, and I'm sure people thought I was nuts. I kept saying, I'm just, I'm in. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. whatever that I am in. That's, I just, that's all I kept saying. And from that, we launched are international and God is, we'll, we'll take thousands of people with us this year. We have a hundred trips and, and we work with children. Mm -hmm. And so one we, more child, one more child. Mm -hmm. wow. 
And, and we're children, families. We build clinics, schools. Um, we do, we're building 100 homes in the Dominican Republic right now for single moms. Wow. We're working with the, the government. We built a church in the middle and we built 100 homes after we just got back from that. So in, if you can rock a baby, if you can change a diaper, if yeah. you can feed a meal, yeah. if you can, you know, I'm not, I'm not a master of anything, but if you're, will, if you're obedient and willing, there's a place for you. you. Just take your first trip. Do what you just did. Yeah. See those children and you're, you'll be yeah. in. I have to tell you, James and Betty, I'm, I'm kind of sorry they're not here today oh. because this is so, their heart So proud beat. of what they do. Um, they're amazing. Now you, yes, lovely young woman, <laughs> you work in a slightly different field. You're working um, as an attorney. But I'm, I'm wondering, when you see the kind of needs for fostering mm -hmm. and you see families being split up, yes. How do you see the church being able to play a role in shifting what's happening and making what you do a lot easier? I see it just like Lynette said, you know, if one family can really, if one church can just have one foster family, I mean, become a one foster family, they have these sweet, precious clients and there's three of them and, you know, they had to be moved six hours away from us and split up. And when I went in and I told, um, my client, who's 12 years old, I went and saw him in his school and right before court, and I said, now I said his name, and I said, listen, we met this guy in his counselor's office, and I said, listen, do you know where you're going tomorrow? And he said, yes, I'm going to Jacksonville. And I said, um, now you know that your sister, one of your sisters won't be with you. And he literally, this is, I'm, I'm, this is, this is happened on Valentine's Day. He sat down next to me, and he just started crying and weeping, and his head just put on my shoulder, and the guidance counselor just started crying. And I said, listen, we're gonna do everything we can to get you back in Pensacola, where I live and get y'all back together. And he said, I've tried, I've been, I've tried to be really good. And of course he's gonna have issues, you know? I mean, he's in, he's in foster care for a reason. And so his parents' behavior, and I just said, you know, we're gonna do our best to get you back here with your sisters. And so, I mean, just like Lynette said, it's just, you know, and that, I just went home to my kids. I'm like, we're so blessed, you know, having a, but just, if we could just have one family from mm -hmm. each church and just do the wraparound services. We're not all called to be a That's foster right. family. We're not That's all called right. to foster, but we are all called to help and serve and be there in yeah. some way. And whether it's, you know, cook a meal for the foster family that's doing at your church or, you know, being a babysitter one night, yeah, we're all right. called to do something. Is so. that how you unpack wraparound service? Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. Tell me what exactly what you mean by that. Well, you, you take a family mm -hmm. that's taken in a foster child mm -hmm. and then the church, we try to get five families around that one family and so when they bring that child in, they have no idea what age they're going to get, or mm -hmm. they're probably going to request what Stephanie, two kids, they're probably going to get three. And you have very little time. And so we just try to get their freezer full of food. Um, I talked my husband's nonprofit and a friend, a friend of mine did into uh, renting a storage unit for us. And so I have all these organized brand new clothing. And so when a child comes wow. into foster care, I want to get rid of the trash bag mm -hmm. oh. and I want to give them a piece of right. Luggage, and yeah. so we put a week's worth of brand new clothing in there. We usually get a call from a lawyer or a defects worker, saying we've got this placement. And so we just we want them to be able to go back to their high school or their school with dignity, yeah. with new clothing yes. on. And we also that's tuck beautiful. in a copy of the Word mm -hmm. that's age appropriate. So they get a Bible, they mm -hmm. get a whole week's of new clothing, and all that's all that's donated by the body of Christ. But you know, 
The thing I love about that is, to me, you've earned the right to put a Bible in there. Right. Because it's not just you've gone up to a child who's hurting and said, here's a Bible. Right. When the, the needs are so real and mm -hmm. so practical. Yeah, because we're still there. We're still, yeah. we're still on their team. And so, right. Wow. And one of the things I love about what you do and that re resource you have for single moms mm -hmm. is that part of what you all care about, too, is the kind of inner healing yes. of those moms. Exactly. And also about keeping those kids from going into foster yes. care because mm -hmm. some of them, although there's abuse that we don't want to even talk about, some of them, the mom just can't make it. She just cannot make it as a single mom. And so, you know, we have to also give her the power to forgive herself, to get through the, power, the pain of the past and to break the cycle with her kids. That's right. And so what we do is try to find a mentor. And what she was talking about with wraparound care is exactly what you have to do with a single mom. You know, she's on her own. She has nobody to even listen to her. If she has a bad day, who is she going to tell? And she usually, not usually, that's a, that's a wrong word to use, often uh, will make the wrong choice yeah. with them bringing a man into the house out of pure loneliness. Yeah. That's probably the only solution right. she it's the knows. The only solution that she knows, or or that is available. And so, we're trying to prevent them having to go to foster care. But if they do, what I love about what they do, and all of them do, one of the things is. They actually have these amazing stories, and you're going to have to have them back because there's so many. Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> but they have these amazing stories of foster parents who have led the biological parent to Christ yes. and helped yes. the healing to take mm -hmm. place and help those families bring the, the parent, invited them to church. You were telling me the other day they invited a dad, an abusive dad, to church, and he wanted to know could he bring a friend and he brought two people with him and they came to Christ and that family is working on being restored and bringing the child back to his father. So, you know, the Holy Spirit does what the Holy Spirit is going to do. We get to just be in there and say, here, my Lord, send me, mm -hmm. use me. Here are my arms to wrap around yes. the child. Here's some gift cards. Here's a ticket. You can just about pick anything and make an impact in a life. Um, and I need people to come alongside my single moms and to mm -hmm. help them make it. And it's not that hard. Yeah, it's I not think that hard. the fact, your whole mentoring thing, because you mentor. Yes. Single, I, I think that is huge. Because mm -hmm. we used to live in small communities right. where we grew up with aunts and uncles and, right. you know, it's, and now people are so scattered and so lonely. Exactly. That mentoring to me is should be one of the main things that we as the body of Christ are doing. Absolutely. And you know, we talk about discipleship, which is a very big part of mentoring, but it's just going beyond that. Uh, I had one of my mentors take a girl to the grocery store and teach her how to shop and save money because she didn't know exactly how to do that. We teach them how to pray for their children, how to how do you process the anger in your child because their father was abusive or because their father left? So we teach them that. And it's Everything that we represent is simply the hands of Jesus That's right. being put out. We don't actually plan, this is what I'm going to do with that woman. Right. We plan to love her. Yeah. We plan to care for her and to let the Lord use our lives. Thanks so much for letting us share that. Mm -hmm. it's, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. This is the gospel. Right. This is Christ living through us in a broken world. Yes. It's not yelling at each other on Facebook. No. That's right. It's getting done in our face, praying and then exactly. getting, because, yes. you know, um, I was in Phnom Penh not so long ago and there was so much I saw there that was so evil. And I came back to my hotel room the first night and got down in my carpet and sobbed. And at one point I felt the Lord saying, okay, get up yeah. and dry your face 
because we've got work to do. That's right. To do. And mm -hmm. I just want to give an opportunity to any of you, if you have a story you want to tell of something that you've seen God do that you think, yeah, we just took one little step and here's what God did. I do. Two weeks ago, we're walking up in our state office to my husband's office and there was a precious little Muslim family there. And, and we're a Christian organization. We take care of tons of Muslim children, but we don't normally see. That's just, it was just mm -hmm. different. And so my husband walked over and said, hey, someone helping you. Can we help you with something? And so they just had this blank stare on their face. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget just this. They look numb. That's the word I was looking for. They just look numb. Long story short, they had, um, we're working on their, their daughter, been online, 15-year-old. This man had convinced her, of course, that he loved her, um, had driven this wedge between the parents and her, had gotten her social security number out of her, her address. I mean, all these things, this 15-year-old, he loves her. He's you know, never met her, but has convinced her all this stuff. And it was interesting to hear her tell her story. So he sent her a one-way ticket. She was one at the airport, at the airport, about to board a plane when someone figured out, got ICE involved, FBI and Homeland Security, border security, they called us. You know, long story short, and, and you just should have seen, you talk about plucked out of Satan's hand, she was wow. headed out. Right. And most of our girls, we work with a ton of trafficked girls domestically and internationally, and most aren't being, most of them are right here. Mm -hmm. They're just moved, been moved every two mm -hmm. weeks. They're being, they couldn't even tell you where they're living right now. No, they don't but remember lady, half of the trauma. No. They just kind of put it away. Mm -hmm. you know? And wrapping around that family, and, and it's a long road. I'm not going to tell you it's all great, mm -hmm. but we've been able to, first of all, minister to that precious Muslim family that need to know that we love them. Mm -hmm. Christians love you. Yeah. We don't hate you. Yeah, that's we a huge you. message. Yeah, we're, we're going to love you through this, and I hate to get emotional, we're going to love you through this, and we're going to help your daughter be restored, and part of that also wrap around is, is their relationship, mm -hmm. helping, and, and she's, she wants to be with them, the parents have forgiven, but it, you know, it's a, yeah, life is messy, it's not easy, ministry's messy, that is yes. our mantra, really, we say it all <laughs> the time, right. all of us, that's ministry, right. but it's yeah. so worth it, mm -hmm. can you imagine doing anything else, no, praise mm -hmm. God, no, I have it's a tea so towel in my kitchen that says, a life well lived, He's usually messy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and well-behaved women rarely make history. That's right. one of my favorites. I'm thinking of getting that as a tattoo, but my husband isn't convinced yet. <laughs> but really, um, I'm just thinking of all our viewers who are very faithful. I mean, we have amazing viewers who, who tune in and, and watch. If there was one thing you could say that, that whether you're 15 or 95 mm -hmm. today, that you could do, what would that be? Any of you? I'd say be spiritually healthy so that the Holy Spirit can lead you. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, That's good. and with good. all of us, we've been called. I mean, there's a passion, there's a call in us. It's not anything anybody asked us to do. And you feel the same way about what you do. Mm -hmm. So I would say, Ask God to forgive your sins. Dream, dream big. Uh, be right with God. Study the Word of God and, and say, Lord, you know, how many times you go to bed at night like this? Mm -hmm. Here, Lord. Wow. Here's me. That's great. And uh, use me in whatever. That would be the one thing that I would say. Yeah. I read just last night in Joshua where it says, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among right. you. Exactly. And wow. I think that's just a great verse I would tell, you know, someone who's young and even myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even myself, <laughs> you know, every day is to consecrate yourselves mm. and the Lord will do wonders among you. Wow. And I just want to say thank you, girls. Oh, I mean, it's you. amazing. I can't wait to have you back. And I know mm -hmm. that you have been blessed too. 
And one of the great joys of the Christian life is that when you've been blessed and touched by God, He moves your heart and He washes your eyes and you see people differently and then you want to make a difference. That's right. Would you watch this piece with me? It really just breaks my heart how the children in this village know what it means to have an empty bowl. Because empty bowls mean empty stomachs. And empty stomachs mean going to bed night after night, suffering from the pain of hunger, starvation, malnutrition, and ultimately death. The graves are full, full of children, precious little lives, children who have a name, children who mean so much to their family, children whose lives are stolen simply because they didn't have enough food. We can change that. We can end that pain. We can end the suffering of children going to bed at night with the pain of hunger. We can end the cycle of death of mother burying child because she wasn't able to give them enough food. It's so easy to change it. Please give the gift of life to these children and fill their empty bowls. really, in my heart, I just feel it's time for us to get real about why we're on this earth. You and I are here at this point in human history, and it's not an accident. And we have been called to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. We've been called to be those who reach out. We've been called to go beyond our comfort zone. How can you look at Christ on the cross and then settle for a comfort zone? Everything about his life, he chose, he intentionally chose a path of suffering so that you and I could be reunited with the Father. Now, the, the consequence of that is that then we see everybody differently. We're not just waiting for Christ to come and get us out of here. You know, we are here to make a difference. And I, it's such a privilege on behalf of you to be able to go to these countries. And we're going to be going back soon. But when you see and you go with a mom and you literally with her get down on your hands and knees and scrape through the dry dirt looking for anything that she could possibly cook up that night for her children, but there's no protein. And as a mom, to have buried three children, we went to that massive graveside where all the little graves are filled. And every mom has left some little thing. Some have left a little plastic bottle. Some have left one little, just something to say, my child lived and that's where they are. But we want to stop that now in Jesus' name. And the thing is, we can do it if you will help us, if you'll stand with us. We've, we've tried to make it doable for everyone, whether you're a teenager or whether you're retired. So $30 will provide meals for three children for months. 
$30 for three children, $50, five children, $100, 10 children for months. Our prayer and our commitment to our partners who are boots on the ground there in Africa, day in, day out, 24-7, is that we will continue to feed 400,000 children. That's what we want to do this year. And we can do it. It's not difficult if we'll all make a commitment to do something. When I go back, I want to be able to tell the people who work for and with us, listen, we will never, ever let the line of children lining up for food be longer than what we have to give. But we can do it together. So would you go to your phone? Would you dial that number on your screen? You can go online. But just if we all commit together to do the best we possibly can. And maybe you think, well, what I can give, it's not that much. Remember what Jesus said, that woman who dropped the coin in? What she gave was more than anybody that day because it cost her. So let's make a decision. It's going to cost us all a little bit. What a privilege in Jesus' name. In impoverished and drought-stricken areas of Africa, children are suffering. The need is great. And without food, they face severe malnutrition, even death. With your support, Life's Mission Feeding Outreach can save lives by feeding and caring for children in the hardest-hit areas of Angola, Mozambique, and South Sudan. With previous reserves gone and Mission Feeding helping in areas with severe crop failure, we urgently need to replenish our food supplies to reach 400,000 children who are counting on us. Your life-saving gift of $30, $50, or $100 will help feed and care for three, five, or 10 children for three full months. And with your gift of any amount, we'll send you Proverbs Power, Successful Communication. This powerful CD series, along with study guide featuring Stephen K. Scott, unveils the secrets to incredible wisdom found only in the book of Proverbs. This series will give you the tools to transform your relationships in life. With your gift of $100 or more, request the complete Proverbs Power Library featuring five power-packed sessions that include the power of vision, breaking through mediocrity, and much more. Finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more to help feed and care for 100 children, be sure to request the Bridge of Faith framed canvas print by Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your secure gift online today. Just remember, we are able to feed, the missionaries are able to be here because of the love of God, not just in their hearts, but in your heart, those of you who support life outreach and respond to life today, why don't you go right now to the phone or go online and make the best gift you can. Help us feed three, five, or 10 of these children. I mean, if you could help feed 100, we'll do that. I don't know at what level you're led to participate, but for the three children or the five or the 10 children, it's important what you do today. We are feeding kids because of the love of God expressed through people Really, a lot of them who, nothing wrong with you going and doing what you enjoy. We just don't need to forget the others. And it's very important that you pray that everyone who can will respond. Don't just pray, be the answer to a prayer. Respond and make the best gift you can. Thank you so much. And if the phones are busy, be patient, call back, be persistent, be intentional in helping. Now this May is National Fostering Awareness Month. Perfect. There's a podcast they can listen to. Yes. What is that? What's it called? It's called the Adopting and Fostering Home Podcast. Okay. And we have plenty of information there for you. And if you're a foster family or you're an adoptive family or you're even considering to put your toe in the Nile as Pharaoh's daughter did, <laughs> you're even considering it. 
That's... Join us and we'll help you get started. Okay. Well, I just, I want to say on behalf of our viewers, we will pray for you. Thank you. And, and we thank you, each one of you strategically you. placed. But the thing I love is that you said, okay, I'm all in. And that's what I think the Lord looks for in every one of us. I'm all in till it's all over. Thanks for being with us. See you next time on Wednesdays in the Word. Tomorrow is what where are you looking for your happiness? Are you looking for it in more money or a better job or more friends or a different family? Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.